Brown Boys Talk Toys. What's up, everybody? It's another fun episode of Two Brown Boys Talk Toys. We are your hosts. I'm Darren. He is. Ciao, Horton. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, it's been a while, and so we right back at you. And everybody knows there's only one thing in the nerd kingdom to talk about right now. Avengers Endgame. But before we get to that, I know a lot of people may not know that I host another podcast, DigitalDarren.com. This sports, pop culture, basically the black experience, music day, and all the other single guy stuff when I was a single guy. And um, one of my most tenured guests on that show, and you can consider him the co-host of Digital Darren, he's also a com- underrated comic book nerd not really a toy guy but he's also underrated when it comes to comic book and other nerd stuff so we had him invade the show so for the two brown boys we're doing the digital darren invasion so we brought in calhoun what's up homie i'm invading like thanos <laughs> i am pleasure to be here on two brown boys what's going on thank y'all for having me always a pleasure so we're gonna start like we always start on two brown boys with what what toys did we get since the last time you heard from us so JL, I'll let you go on ahead and get started. Oh, damn. So uh, I got, uh, I'll start off with the birthday gifts I got from you, which were awesome. The uh, Astrobot Comic Con, uh, not Comic, it's a con exclusive, one of 400 Astrobot, um, which is awesome. He's so awesome. I love him. And then I got the Hoodlum figure from Fans Toys, which Hot Rod or Rodimus is like my favorite guy. I just got to get a little sticker to put on his chest. It's like the right size. What, repo label? No, no, just an Autobot symbol. Okay. Uh, How do you like Hoodlum so far? Because it's been like a lot of scuttlebutt or a lot of talk about, you know, whether he's better than the Takara version or worse. I got him because I knew he was your favorite, you know, one of your favorite Transformers characters. So. He looks good on the shelf, and I don't transform my... He came in bot mode, so I didn't have to transform him, so I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. That's what's up. So, again, happy birthday, so people know. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Big 3-8. Uh, right. <laughs> old. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I've been opening a lot of toys. Uh, I opened up my whole, like, Motu collection. I opened up my Thundercats collection. Um... What's your favorite in the Master of the Universe line? Uh, I don't know. There's so many different. I don't know. That's a tough one. That's really tough. So is this the line from Super Seven? Uh, there's a no. Uh, uh, no, I don't have any Super. Uh, I actually have two Super Sevens. Uh, the He Man and the Skeletor, which I really like that Skeletor a lot. He looks really cool. The filmation one, he looks really point on. Like he looks awesome. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I got so many. Maybe my bronze He Man. I think he's pretty cool. Um, yeah. There's a whole. I don't know. There's a whole bunch. I don't know. I've probably opened up oh, 300 figures or so. Oh. What's your favorite out of the ones you've opened up so far? Castle Gray School. The whole playset. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. We don't. We're going to talk play sets in the next episode. We're going to talk about Snake Mountain, Super 7, and Kickstarters. But I just wanted to, you know, let the users know what else you, what is anything special you want to talk about that you got in since last time besides that? No, uh, I, I've been just picking up Marvel Legends, the X-Men wave. Uh, been hunting, you know, Walgreens 2-pack, which I can't find anywhere, so I had to bite off eBay. Um, the Corvus Glaive Loki 2-pack. Uh, but that's it. I've been picking up some Marvel Legends here and there, just the regular stuff. Nothing, nothing special. Uh, thousand toys. Waiting on that thousand toys to drop at uh, GameStop because that's where I have mine pre-ordered at. What the hell, boy? Yeah, they had it for like five dollars cheaper, ten dollars cheaper than uh, Big Bad Toy did, so I ordered it through them. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's about it. How about yourself? So I got in Fans Toys, Motor Master, the Road King. He's a good toy. I got. How big is he? How tall? Ooh, he's taller than the Dinobots. But, holy cow, that's crazy. Yeah, he's big like, as hell. So he's bigger than Masterpiece Prime. Oh, yeah, way bigger than Masterpiece Prime. He's like two wow. heads taller than MP Prime. Oh, wow, that's awesome. I got Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu, the Black Series figure. Awesome. I got two of those. Cause I actually, I got Eric Killmonger's head, so I'm a kit bash. I, I'm a kit bash Um. Like a Jedi, I'm going to be like, what, is, what if a Jedi was from Atlanta? So I got some Jordan 1 shoes that I'm going to paint. And I got some Jordan 5s that I'm going to paint and put on the kit bash. Um, 
I got, I've been going after custom wrestling pieces. So I got somebody doing a custom Jeff Jarrett for me. It should be in. And I've been trying to hunt down some space ball figures, like either three and three quarter or six inch. But I haven't had look. I've seen somebody do some custom ones, but I've been trying to hunt some of those down or whatever. So that's pretty much been it. It's been real light collecting for me. I actually got hot toys Thanos, but for trymytoys.com. And we can, I want to talk about that more when we get into the um, end game conversation. So I got Hot Toys Thanos. I got, um, I pre ordered the Hot Toys um, Iron Man, the Nano Suit from um, Infinity War, not end game. So that's it. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, that's pretty much everything I got. I mean, it's, it's drying Transformers land right now. So I'm kind of expanding or getting back to like wrestling figures and kind of odd type of stuff. So, See, like all the Transformers is kind of drying up nowadays, huh? Yeah, it's drying up. One, I everything's, mean, everything's ended. Yeah, I mean, Legend scale. So, I, did I, but even Legends, I'm waiting on the Iron Factory DJD to come out. But like you said, just in general, Transformers are drying up for two reasons. One, like you said, they're wrapping up like the main character, you know, the G1, and two. Companies seem like a falling by the wayside. Cause like now it seems like I'm looking at my MP collection. It's not like everything is like three or four companies where you know at one point you should be like twenty companies in in the game. Now it's like maybe five companies who you can oh, who yeah, are consistent. Or whatever. So yeah, it's banned itself out. But like I said, hey, my, I have a question. With that. Why 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 did why do you think that happened? Why did it go from twenty to three? Well, one is like a several reasons. So first and foremost, it's like uh. This is a very Transformers is a very nitpicky com, um, community, and so I know you collect Cologne, and we'll talk. And I try to tie it into Cologne. What happens is like you get companies who make a first release that's probably shitty, and so like it's like in the, it's like tattoos, right? Once you have once you have a bad reputation, you have a bad reputation, and so two, it's only a certain number of characters that by and large most people are interested in. So like I bought um, Jal Fans Toys. That's like one of the premier companies. So, like, once they do a toy, nobody else pretty much won't do a toy. So, like, either they'll do a toy or official will do a toy. And so, between those two, like, third party and official, they've kind of fleshed out pretty much all the characters. So, like, new, now new companies, you can't make characters because people already have them. And you can't make a shitty product because people are past shitty products. So, it's kind of one of those things. Like, who do you make? Like, do you make, like, a, a F-list character where you are only sell? maybe a hundred out of like a thousand that you produce or something like that. So it's just, there's no real, it's, it's really no more characters to make. And the one, and you know, the few that are need to be made top notch, top notch companies are making. them. So that's it. <laughs> they either fall off because of some BS or they merge, Yeah, you know, from one company to another company and they form together to make a new company. Yeah. So it, it's so cutthroat. Good point. It's so cutthroat. Companies have to merge to just stay alive. Because, again, yeah. these aren't, like, official products. So, you have, like, so it's just like in Cologne where you have, like, niche houses that make those niche niche fragrances. And, like, you know, right. some people may like them, some people may hate them. But, like, to stay alive, you know, they at some point they have to merge and make something more people like. Whatever, so, and that's the only way you can survive. But it's interesting because one thing about Transformers Collectors that's not in any other fandom is that from a... I don't want to say marketing from a mindset, a, a community opinion. The lower, ha- the the poor, the collectors who buy the cheaper toys kind of dictate the thought process of everybody. So normally, like in everything, right, the people who buy the most expensive stuff kind of dictate how people think. But it's completely different in this one because, like, the ones who are buying the toys in Target are like, "You guys suck buying those expensive Transformers. I can go bootleg or whatever, whatever, whatever." And it makes the higher-end collectors feel bad about themselves. And it's not like that in any other part but Transforms. Like, the higher-end DC and Marvel characters, there's no real, like, hate between them and other genres. It's pretty much only in Transforms that I've seen. So, but Without further ado, let's go on to get the end game. Like I said, we got Digital Darren invading for those Digital Darren listeners. I mean, for those two brown boys listeners, we got... Two Brown Boys Invading the Digital Darren Podcast. So, let's go on to get started. What were your thoughts about the movie? Calhoun, I'll start with you. It was so paramount that you got two shows coming together to do it. That's what my thoughts on this. My thoughts are, to me, and we spoke about this before, it's the best Marvel movie to me. Marvel movie, I like it. 
I loved it. It gave you every range of emotion. I love how they tied everything in. Um, it was a beautiful, it was well done. Action scene was unbelievable. The story was amazing. Even the time skill, time hops, even the tragic endings of some of the characters. I enjoyed every bit of it. Jay, what about you? What were your thoughts on it? Oh, it was amazing. It hit every nail on the head. Uh, I don't know. It, it was a, a great culmination of twenty-two films. It was a. It was as close to a cinema masterpiece as I guess as you could have one, in my opinion. So this is where I come in and I'm sprinkling shit on y'all. Nice Sunday. I think it was a really good movie. Hey, I thought we were supposed to keep this PG. You're right. This is why I come sprinkling salt on y'all Sunday. So, I think it was a really well done movie. I think it was a great movie. But I think it was, eh, overall. So, I'll give you this analogy. I think it was like, we all get together and we go get sandwiches. And we get the best grilled cheese sandwich we ever had. Before we go to this little niche restaurant and they make grilled cheeses. It's artesian bread. It's top-notch cheese they even grill onions and put on the grilled cheese and you sit there and we eat it and we all are like wow i've never had a sandwich this good everything is about it is delightful we all love everything about it we leave there and somebody asks us hey what's the best meal you ever had even though we just had the best sandwich we ever had we're not gonna say that's the best meal we ever had so for me that's how i feel about endgame i think it was an amazing movie but i think it can only be so good because it was a conclusion movie and some of the stuff you kind of knew going in. One of the things that were obvious to me very early in the movie was that they were going to use time travel in some type of way. Was that obvious to you guys? Calhoun? Calhoun? I said, was it obvious that you they, they were going to use time travel? No. No, it wasn't. I mean... I didn't know how they was going to do it. I know what, you, what point you're talking about when they killed Thanos. Yeah, that was very early in the movie. Were you glad, were you shocked that they killed Thanos so early in the movie? Uh, yeah, it came out of nowhere. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect what they did. What about you, Jeff? Yes. Yeah, after the suits and seeing little promos of here and there and stuff, and then that time travel, just Ant-Man and what she said, uh, just everything, yeah. What, I, there's only two like lame parts to the movie to me. Okay, what were they? It is one kind of like the rat is the hero of Endgame because if it wasn't for the rat, then none of this would have happened. Okay, you talking about where he may accidentally knock on the machine and bring right. Scott Pym back? Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. So if it wasn't for the rat, so the rat's the hero of Endgame. And then <laughs> two was like. I understand now because they, they're like saying it was a throwback to like an A Force comic cover. But when they tried getting all the females together, that felt like a really forced, like Brie Larson move. You know, like oh, all of us girls need to be standing here together. I don't know. That just felt forced. Oh, the A Force while all the women were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like when I heard it was like a like an A Force throwback. Then I understand that, and that's that's fine. That makes that scene tolerable then. But if it wasn't an A Force throwback, that would have been felt like too pushy. Okay, but what about them killing Thanos so early? Were you shocked at that? Were you like, "Oh, that made sense"? How did how, how were your thoughts? On, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Okay, all right. So for me, twice that movie, so it was pretty good. Yeah, for me, when they started that, I thought it was. I thought I was like, they have to go back back in time because they killed Thanos, and I thought that. How they did it to tie it back to the first movie where like Thor was like, hey, you should have went for the head. This time he went for the head without any questions asked. I thought that was, you know, I thought that was cool. But Calhoun, to your point, you know, I could see how you couldn't see that. But I thought that the aftermath of that was interesting. Like when they did show like five years later, to me, that was a big plot point. Like how was it five years later? And like Peter Parker homeboy was still in school and kind of how the world had kind of changed five years later because you would think like in some ways nature took back over and it was better for the environment but the world wasn't back to where it was so how they start talking about like having those support groups having just the tone of the world was a lot darker i thought that was kind of interesting what about you calhoun that's what i mean when i say beautifully written i didn't even think like that because that one i didn't even think about that 
think about it, if half the people are going, it's so much sorrow, and the support groups, the support groups going around. Life as you know it changed completely. You know, it was a huge void there, which spawned Hawkeye to being the kind of, you know, what what is it? What they call those heroes? Is not heroes. It's like Deadpool. Anti heroes. That's what that's what Hawkeye became. Like I loved it. I, I really did. And every part of it, I'm telling you. That's what I liked about it. I did like that they went and killed Thanos and went on ahead and knocked them on out of there. And, and then you see what happened to Thor. After that moment, like his whole thing changed. He went from a gym rat to a couch potato. Yeah, I thought, told was, I thought Thor was the star of that movie. I, like, I loved Fat Thor. Like, I thought he was. I thought what he brought to that movie was epic. Like, I know Iron Man, Captain America, kind of the headliners of Avengers. But I thought them introducing Fat Thor, him basically falling. I think he had a human response, right? Like, you know, he kind of killed Thanos. He was the reason that, it, you know, you can blame yourself for why this happened in the beginning anyway. It was no coming back. So you can see somebody just going into a deep depression. Like, you know, he didn't want to be king of Asgardians anymore. He just fell into a rut. I thought that was a very human response. And I thought that, you know, I seen on on the internet that people were hating that. I thought Thor was the star of the movie in my mind. Like, I loved every second of what he brought to the movie. Like, he was my star. And... Like you said, it went from being a, oh, the world is such, like, I remember they threw one clever line here. Like, you saw whales in New York City, and then they were like, why? Because there's no people polluting anymore, right? So just the gravity of what came with what he did was kind of exciting. One of my, kind of to Jal's point, I thought kind of how they brought Scott Pym back was kind of whack. I thought that that was whack. And one of the things I didn't like was the whole Hawkeye's Ronin. Like, I thought that I didn't need that much Hawkeye. I didn't need that much Scarlet Witch. So, like, they did all this hoopla about bringing him, like, hoopla about him being, like, an anti-hero, but I never really... Yeah, but the only reason why is because he wasn't in the movie at all last time. Yeah. Like, he wasn't in it at all for Infinity War, um, the first one. Good point. Good point. Yeah, he was, but I, I, I would have wanted, like, they focused on him like he was going to have a bigger, I mean, he had a big part in the initial plot, but, like, I thought he was going to have a much bigger role in the movie because of that, but, like, it kind of was, like, the payoff I got from him wasn't the payoff I was expecting. I probably wanted a bigger payoff, but that's a r- very good point. He wasn't in the movie. I don't know if, like, in his contract he has to be in so many scenes or something like that, but it just seemed like they just introduced him just to reintroduce him or whatever, which... If you're not watching these movies in totality, I understand. But like, since this whole thing is kind of tying into all the movies together, I didn't need that much help, me personally, or whatever. What did you think of him, Jal? I thought it was awesome. Uh, I-, I loved seeing him, like him being like the happy-go-lucky kind of uh, guy, either for Shield or on the Avengers. You know, he he realizes that he shoots a bow and arrow, like he gets it, and he's next to gods, like he gets it. So he- he's a pretty awesome guy, and to see like. His family, his whole family taken from him, his wife, his kids, um, he goes into a spiral and it mirrors kind of like the comics when he goes down the deep end, he goes and becomes Ronan. And so for that to, you know, then to pay tribute to that and show like, what does a skilled professional assassin do when the one thing that he has that keeps him grounded is taken away from him? What does he do? He says, fuck it, and goes and starts murdering every bad person there is. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Calhoun, did you like I love that Jal is on here because now it's not just like, it felt like it was two on one, it was just you and me. I, <laughs> I was out class. I'm not ashamed to say it. I will say this, and I didn't, I didn't think about it because I just gave this thing A++, you're all right. Because there was so much going in. I didn't even think about the rat bringing Scott back. That was lame. As far as the all-girl scene, I mean, that, that just tribute to, you know, this big feminist movement. I know why you know why they did it, but I'm glad that they did it tastefully instead of just making it to be like, they saved the day. You know what I mean? My thing that. is, if feminists were paying to go see this movie and shit, I, fine, give them a thing. But they haven't paid. They may be paying to see this one movie, but they haven't paid for the 21 before that. Or maybe the 20 before that, because maybe they went to go see Captain Marvel. They weren't there for Black Panther. They weren't for Iron Man 3. They weren't there for, you know what I mean? They weren't there for Thor. 
We went there for Doctor Strange. We seen yeah, it. exactly, seen, exactly. So I've seen every last one of them except for um, Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I was. I didn't like Brie Larson. The shit that was coming out, or stuff that was coming out of her mouth. So right. I, I didn't watch it. Right. That's the only one I didn't see. Yep. <laughs> All the other ones we went to the movies and seen. Exactly. Opening night yeah. for every other one besides Captain Marvel. So, exactly. So let me ask you guys I, this. Go ahead, Kevin. That's what I want to say too, D. The best part of what you just mentioned, and which, if you think about it, this how this how complex the writing was. What Thanos did was true. When half the universe is going, the universe it thrives. Like you mentioned, there's whales back in New York City. The plant life is thriving. There's no pollution. Like people can really thrive in that era. So that's what made it. His plan worked. Well, that's what he told him. He did. Like, that's what you remember when Nebula was talking to Thor. Like, my dad's a lot of things. He's not a liar. And that's when he said, when they were talking to him before Thor killed him, like, hey, basically, I did what I said I was going to do, and it makes sense, and it works. Like, it's, everybody's full. Everybody's getting all their needs met. And so, and, you know, at what, pri- at what point, it's a fine line between all of this stuff, right? At what point is it right, and what point is it crazy, right? You know what I'm saying? And so I think that Thanos... Actually, you could be like both sides. You can be like, hey, he I think Avengers saw him as crazy for what he did. But on the flip side, everybody in other places who didn't really they could see him as being like the savior. Right. Because he saved a lot of lives and different. Like you said, the whales will look at it like, hey, this is a good life for us. We back to living how we used to live. Nature. Hey, we're back thriving. Mankind footprint isn't holding us back anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's a good point. Let's get back to go back to but then we go to what John said. John said about uh, Hawkeye. That's exactly right. If you do, you go back to the Joker, the movie that he watched. How one bad day turned him into the Joker, right? When we watched that, the movie wasn't that good. But the killing joke movie, happens, yeah. If everything is taken from you, what you can become? He became the Joker. Why wouldn't a trained assassin who loses his whole family? He lost his whole family. Why would he not do what he told that? what he told the criminal before the game and got him. The world had Thanos. You have me. And I'm going to kill all y'all. Y'all want to mess up? Yeah, I'm going to kill everybody. I'll show you. They have nothing else to do and nothing else to live for. He have a skill set. What, what you want to do? Go start pack, packing boxes or something? Become an attorney? No. It's time to, you got all these spirits and this, and this skill set. It's time to use it. There's no more evil to use it on. It's time to use it on the ones who see these petty criminals. And that's what There's no more global. Like, he's seen real evil, right? A real villainry. Like, going against Thanos, like you said, going against Ultron, going against these super mega, you know, people with great ambition is nothing compared to the young guys. So, I, that makes good sense. But it's interesting that you said it. So, we go from one spectrum to one guy who's lost everything in Ronan to another guy who hasn't lost anything, which is Tony Stark. Like, in that movie, Tony Stark, you know, when they came, you know, to kind of talk about the movie a little bit, they wind up trying to get the group together. Scott Pym comes back, and he has a way to they can fix everything. They go to Tony Stark, who has lost nothing in this new universe, right? Like, he's one he's of the few gained, people. Actually. Huh? He's game. Exactly. He's one of the few people in this new universe. He comes out ahead. He has a child. So, the ultimate con- it's the ultimate conflict. When you haven't lost anything... Should you do what he did? Should you step in or should you step out? I mean, of course you knew he was going to go in, but what were your thoughts on that, Jal, when you when you realized, like, hey, Iron Man hasn't lost anything. Is that a real conflict? Should he have been like, uh, or, or what was it Was it interesting that they made it to where he was the one who had nothing to really gain from this? With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and, and that's almost kind of what it boils down to. He had the chance. He told her, like, hey, I invented this. Right? You say something right now, I don't have to go any farther. We're done. I don't have to push it. And and, and she's like, no, you, you need to. Everyone's owed a happiness, not just us. And so he, he was, you know, the superhero. Like, he did the right thing. How did At you like... what they like, the group consensus what the, would be the right thing. Exactly. So, like, at that point, what is the right thing, right? So, like... Is everybody's happiness greater than my own happiness? Because he said it when he talked to Captain America, like, we have to bring it. We we can do this, but everything has to stay as it is for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, yeah. like, that's he got that point across to everyone. Like, hey, he talked to everyone and told Hulk, like, hey, when you snap, 
remember, you're just bringing everyone back from the past five years. That's all you're snapping. You're not snapping anything away. You're not snapping it to be how it was before. You're just bringing everything back that was gone. Like that, you know, that was well established. Yeah. But that's a good, interesting conflict because, you know, I'm newly married. I don't know if I would have did that if my wife would have said that. I think I would have been sending her like, hey, hey, God works in mysterious ways. You're not you know? Iron Man, though. Exactly. Yeah. That's the and that's what you but what Harold's saying with great responsibility comes. That's Spider Man. I'll take another page for Spider Man. Remember the Green Goblin told him in the first series like, This is why you don't be a hero, because at one point in time a lunatic is gonna give you a crazy option. Not choose when he throw Mary Jane through the people. That's what you get when you're a hero. That's why you take your ass home. <laughs> that's why you don't that's why you don't be a hero and what else? You don't get married so she give you that kind of consciousness. <laughs> Playboy philanthropist Tony Stars. He might do it, but you know he does for a different reason. Single time to start does it just to show, just to stroke his ego, right? Out of cockiness, but now he's doing it with a with a bigger, with a bigger heart, with a bigger mindset on it. And he was right. Out of everyone, he had some loose. Scarlet Witch was depressed. War Machine was just doing their rounds. Captain Marvel was out, out gallivanting in space. You know, everyone was doing their own thing, but he truly built the, the life that really was rich. He was always wealthy, but now he really became wealthy in every sense of the word. You saw he wasn't even in the mansion. He was countryside in a little house. He truly had gained his wealth. And so, you know, those was the stakes, and he had to play the game. How did y'all like you how, did you, how did you like Father Tony? Like him being from being the Playboy Tony to Dad Tony. How did you like that, Calhoun? I loved every minute of it. It was amazing. The quick wit that he had with his uh, with his daughter. Soon he said, "I love you three thousand at the end." You should have heard the movie theater. Jay, how'd you like? Jay, how'd you like that, Tony? I I love that it shows that that all playboys can can be great fathers, <laughs> but but a hoe can never be a housewife. <laughs> <laughs> Calhoun always say we better than them. I think Tony Stark proved that point, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) I love that one. I'm going to take that one from the river tonight. Thank you for that one, Jay. You're welcome. (laughs) That was beautiful. So, yeah, now we focus on, now we shift focus from, you know, Iron Man and the good guys. Well, one more thing before we shift to Thanos. What did you guys think of the Hulk? Like him being kind of all banner, all Hulk. Jay, what were your thoughts on that? I loved it, man. That was awesome to see him as Professor Hulk, like, just kicking it with the people coming up to him and taking Snapchats, you know, taking selfies. Like, that was awesome. Like, I couldn't be happier. You know, like, you gotta remember the first movie, we, we saw the we saw him for, what, the first two minutes, and he got beat down, and that was kind of done. And it was depressing for Banner the whole time, trying to fight and couldn't get anything out, so... For them to give Hulk this much movie time, like I was, I, I liked the way they went with it. And I was really excited about it. It was pretty awesome. Calhoun, the the diner scene was hilarious, wasn't it? Right, that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a picture? Come on, you heard this feeling. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, I liked it, I, but I would have wanted when he got into the because I, you know me, I love, I love when it get when it gets dirty. So. When they started fighting, I would have wanted to see Rage Hulk. Although I don't think he could not have done it because he was still injured. But I would have wanted to see Rage Hulk one more time when he's that. And then walking around regular the Bruce Banner Hulk. But it was it was I liked it. It was beautiful done. Just wanted him to do more, you know, Hulk smash. So that's why I'm at with it. Like I love the fact that because it goes back to a previous time where he was saying like I'm always mad. That's why, and like you know, that's the secret. I think it goes back to like now he he was always trying to fight being the Hulk, and now he embraced it. So like it shows you that he could be a hundred percent Banner and a hundred percent Hulk. They showed you the hundred percent Banner part. I wish they would have showed you a hundred percent Hulk card part, like you said, like just him fighting, showing how strong he was and stuff like that. Like even if it was just one scene where he did something crazy, not even like ah Hulk smash, but one super strong thing, like pick up one of those death machines that Thanos used and threw it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I wish it would have been that. At least one scene of that, because they gave you scenes where he showed he was all banner with his intellect. I just wish they would have showed you all whole scenes with the strength too. But let's forward. Let's, we talked about kind of the good guys, how we got to this point. Let's get to the bad guy. We saw. Hold on, on Twitter, though, I think they may have done that calculated because 
In all the Avengers movies, he's only been on Hulk Smash. And we've never seen this version of him. No, no, but... Go ahead. The last movie, he wasn't even there at all after he got worked by Thanos. So I think that was purposefully. So it goes back to how brilliant Endgame is. It really did tie every. Listen, you tie 12 years together, 10, 12 years. It's, that's amazing to be able to do that. And that's what they did masterfully. And they stayed, they stayed on course. Like it wasn't nothing that was crazy. And then there's a lot of little trickies in it that I still, I need to go back and see it again because I still missed it. Yeah, we're gonna get the East Eds later. We're gonna get the like East Eds and Trinkets later. Um let's go let's go to you know, they basically Scott comes back and they you know, let's talk about Thanos before we get to the time travel part of it. Actually, that's stupid. Let's talk about the time travel and then get to Thanos. What did you guys think of the time travel part of it? Them revisiting basically scenes from the previous movies. Calhoun, I'll go with you first. Loved it. Beautifully done. Once again, you're not going to get too much pushback from me. The scene with Thor and his mom, you can only imagine, you and I, neither one of us have our mothers. To be able to see a, you know, a loved one in that instance where you've been missing her, and that, you know, and be able to say some more stuff with her and talk with her some more, and he went and got his hammer back. Then the scene with Tony and his dad, here he is, a dad now, talking to his dad before he had him. That was amazing. The only one that maybe, maybe, um, you know, Captain America looking at the girl. I mean, you could say the love was lost. Uh, so he was able to do that, but they didn't bump into each other. I like the whole thing they was doing with the whole time travel thing. Like, wait a minute. All, we all know about, about Back to the Future. They were like, what? And they went to name it like Back to the Future. Not all the movies like, oh, so all these movies are lighting. <laughs> so I think it was all beautiful. Jay, what about you? What was the question? Just about the time travel, like, what was your favorite scene? What did you think of them time traveling, like, the prime previous points in other movies as well? I think it was awesome. I th- the, my favorite part was uh, a throwback, I guess, to Captain America Winter Soldier when they're on the S- elevator together. And he says, Hail Hydra. Uh, and, and they just hand over the scepter, which it's pretty awesome because that's a throwback to, like, the comic of what, what's been going on more recently with Captain America and he's been shown to be actually to be a agent of Hydra. So it's fun. It's just a cool little nod. And I, I thought, I don't know. I thought all of it, it was awesome, but that was my favorite part. So I thought that, well, the first one was Tony talking to his dad. Jay, you a father like me. I'm a new father. You, your oh, son is a little old. And that's one thing too. Let me, sorry. Uh, when Thor was talking to his mom, I loved that, but it pissed me off because he, if he, all he had to do since uh, he could have created a new timeline in that in that reality, then where his mom was still alive, all he would have to say is like, "Hey, mom, there's a there's a guy coming for you. That's going to try to kill you today." All he had to do is just whisper something, you know, do the, the do the Marty McFly that he does for Doc Brown, you know, like you know, Doc Brown's like, "No, don't tell me." He writes it in a letter and gives it to him, and Doc still reads it, you know, and Doc's still alive because of it. So why couldn't he have said something to his mom just to save his mom? And like I said, it would just created a new reality for that timeline. And that's what Captain America did, right? So like in his own way, like that's confusing to me though. Captain America, that doesn't make sense to me because if he went back, that he should have been a part of a new timeline, which would have been different than our timeline. So did he, he shouldn't have been there as an old man unless he used the device and came back as an old man after he had lived his life with Peggy in his timeline, wherever he was, and came back to ours. You know what I'm saying? Like, he went back and he became something. He he has a new timeline. He shouldn't have been there. Yeah, it split at some point, right? Like, it shouldn't have been no such thing as Steve Rogers as Captain America in our timeline. No, because, like, why, he's an old man. What did he do? Did he go back with Peggy Carter? Okay, so if he went back with Peggy Carter, then what happened to her husband? Remember, she married a dude that... Steve Rogers saved back in the day. Yeah. He was a part of that battalion. So, so did they never get married? So it's like a, it's a new timeline. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that you. Know, I, I would want to say the parts I thought I like. So, like I was saying, like me and you were father. So I think the Tony start talking to his dad was a good thing. I actually like Captain America because, like, unlike Thor, he did use this time new time paradox to his advantage. He used it in the Hell Hydra scene, which I thought was incredibly smart. And he used it when he was fighting himself when he was like, "Bucky's still alive." Because that version of Cap was kicking the Cap from out. The, that old Cap was kicking this Cap's ass, and then he was like, "Bucky's still alive." That's the only way he won that fight. You know what I'm saying? And so I thought that that was clever for him to use his knowledge of the past 
in the future to win beat itself or whatever. That was real cool. I thought him seeing Peggy, I thought that was kind of the lamest one. But I, I did like in theory I did like that they went back to certain points and kind of the lore of all these, you know, all these movies. I just wish every one of them wouldn't have been a I know they had to do it, but everyone on wouldn't have been a oh I see the most the person I care about the most type moment or whatever. Did you like that? That everyone of them kind of became an idiot convention because they ran into one of the per- ran into somebody they really cared about. Like I thought that was kind of whack. I also thought it was I also thought it was whack when they went to the Vermar and like um Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye fought for who would go for the um Soul Stone. Like I didn't need that. I didn't need that part of the movie. They could have just made a decision and gave me more of the Black Order, more of Thanos or something like that or whatever. Because that's one of the things I didn't like about the movie. They didn't establish the Black Order. I disagree. They had to do that. You got to keep in mind now, both of them have done things and uh, people that they are not proud of. She She's never been truly happy with her past or her role to where she is. And he had already lost everything and for to get it all back, he was fine with it and then the atrocities he was committing. Then you have to also keep in mind they love each other because they're very good friends. She's the only one who really knew about his house. So they are truly good friends. So it's not, it's just like if we go somewhere, if you go with your brother, you would not go somewhere and it had to be your life or my life. It shouldn't be no, well, you got the kid, well, you good, well, should I die? Ain't nobody gonna tell you. That's not, that's not, wait, what you eat for breakfast, bacon or ham? That, that's a big time decision. So it was gonna be self sacrificing it was gonna be that. So I like that they made them wrestle with that. And they had to they had to fight that. And as far as going back in time, I I, I liked it. Uh, I even liked the point where they had to go in time and then had to do like an inception. Had to go in time again. They was already back in time. They already had to go in time, and then Cap and then Iron Man had to go again when he had lost the uh, when he lost the Tesseract. And they had to do it when they did it because all of it tied in. So they had to go to the mushy part of each other because that's where the stones were. And that was already set up in the movies. So that's, it, it was set up. That's where it was with Thor. He had to see his mom. That's where it was. It was with the girl. See, to, to me, they, they paid off so many story arcs for so many of the people. It, it sounds like you, you're you watching a different film than we were. It does. It, nah, it, the story arcs <laughs> paid off, but for me... It paid off so much for everyone. Everyone was owed that payoff. Like... Black Widow, like she's been there since what Iron Man two, like right. she's been in that min- for the game for a minute, and she hasn't had her own movie or anything like that. So to give her an extra fifteen twenty minutes to like finish her arc, like you're killing off a character that's been there for so long. It, like they're owed to me, they're owed that time. Like it was awesome the send off to me, and and I, yeah, it, it sounds like. <laughs> You wanted like the movie, like a shortened version of the movie that was like more action. No, no, I did, actually didn't want. <laughs> I didn't want more action. I, so I've been watching Game of Thrones, and so like, in this, uh, <laughs> I just want to see fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like in this Game of Thrones, like I'm not gonna spoil it because Calhoun is just not getting on to it. But like, in which everybody lied talking about it was good from the jump. I mean, almost done with season three, and it's still slow. So like in this season eight. Like, the last episode, there's some characters they give an arc to. And their arc is just, hey, you go live somewhere else happily ever after. Like, everybody's arc doesn't have to be them dying gloriously or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or dying. So, like, that's one of the things where it's like... That's Game of Thrones. You're comparing Game of Thrones to the Marvel Universe. You're comparing, like, cinema, movies to a TV show. Yeah, but I just feel like... Apples to oranges. Yes. It may be, but I feel like I didn't need that much. Like, they could have tied. They could have did the same thing and shortened that part up. Like, I, for we me. Did. For me. But we did. We've we been riding this ride now for almost 12 years. We needed to send off. They've been sending off. So, did you care that happened to Scarlet Witch? Like, let me ask you this. Did you care what happened to Scarlet Witch? Yes, I care. I'm invested in all of them. She's the one who get Hulk's calm with the, the sun's about to set, big guy. Come on, man. I would, So, her and Hawkeye, I wasn't invested in through as much. Well, you know, I could be honest with you. Out of all the characters, are they the ones I'm least invested in? Sure, probably. But I'm still invested in them, and I want to see a good, sto- see a good uh, a story for them still told. And, and I want to see a good send-off if you're going to kill her. I don't want to just be, it's going to be me, and then fall off, and then jump off the cliff. No, 
She's not that with her best friend out of, out of all the Avengers. Those two are the ones that are friends. Those so let me ask you this: Because replaying that scene with Thanos and Gamora, do you think the Gamora send off was? Do you think she deserved a better send off in her in her world of Vermont than Gamora did? She did no, but wait, you're getting confused. She didn't get a send off. She came back to this movie. Black Widow's dead after this movie. She's going to have maybe a prequel series that comes out, you know, uh, on the Disney streaming service, supposedly. But she is no longer in the MCU. Her character's dead. But Gamora, after Endgame, she's back. She's 2014 Gamora, but Gamora's back. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so we went through time travel. They get the stones. You know, now the plan is working or whatever. So now we fast forward to Thanos. And... What is it? This scared me. Huh? This scared the shit out of me when Thanos came through. It was like, hey, let him collect all the stones and we'll just up through and we'll jump through the portal. Like, man, man, Thanos is, that, that blew, that, that, that scared me for a second. Like, for a second there, I was like, holy cow, Thanos may win again. But that, that part was brilliant, right? So Thanos, like, him realizing that he found, that he did accomplish it. Like, think of how smart he had to be to realize, hey, in another time, I accomplished what I set out to do. Like, that was brilliant in the fact that he was able to pick up on that so quickly. And like you say, to go to his point of, hey, let them get the stones. We'll come in and clean up, right? You know what I'm saying? That And to use Nebula because that's kind of a a nod to the comic books. But, like, that was brilliant. Calhoun, I know you a big Thanos fan. During that time, what were your thoughts when you saw that type of, that level of villainy? What were your thoughts during that? Probably tied for number one villain all time. <laughs> Honestly. Or uh, top two. I'm not gonna I'm I'm just not gonna give up on the Dark Knight. I mean the Joker was something else. He transcended comic book movies to me. But I don't see nobody else doing it like Thanos did it. It was brilliant. His thinking was amazing. Even when Nebula was like when they had touchdown, I mean, to do what he did, they looped and made shit, they got the they got the memory from the present day Nebula to go through the old Nebula. And he, he, he figured out their plan and was beating them pretty much to their plan. And when they got here, she was like, what are you going to do? So I'm going to wait. You're going to do it. Bring me the stones. He already knew what he was going to do. He was, he was, and to have that much brain to go with that much skill and brawn and power, it just, it was unbelievable. He was amazing. Yeah, you were saying he was scaring you. What when you thought he was gonna win? When did you think he was gonna win again? Like when he what part? Where what part did you think he was gonna win again? Oh, when he came through the teleporter and destroyed the teleporter or the time travel uh, portal device thingy. Yeah, I can see when he hacked Nebula, and I was like, it can't. I was like, he's on another level. They were playing. Ch- they were playing chess. He was playing like three D chess or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he was playing at a level that. No, it was a lucky coincidence that everything, all that circumstance, like it was lucky. He didn't plan it or anything. Just so happened Nebula's network cross-wired and she fucking circuited and displayed it. If that didn't happen, Thanos would have been none the wiser. So it was a lucky coincidence. But the thing about Thanos that's amazing is those lucky coincidences, he capitalized on them that other people just don't do. Like, he, de- he devised strategy and plans on the fly that just... The Avengers was no match for... It takes the universe to take him. Because they were no match for him. Yeah. That's, what, that's what's so amazing about him. He catched on to it like, whoa, something is wrong. Get to it. Devise what's going on. And then, oh, okay, here's the strategy. That fast. Like, he, he's made for war. And not just... Well, I was, was going to say, I don't want to... It was... I don't want to say, but that would be exactly what he did. It was exactly what I would have done. Oh, like, wow. When he, when he was doing it, that's a, I was in the Army for a little bit. So what he did, I when he saw that, I was like, oh, shit, he just let him come to them. And that's exactly what happened. Like, as it was happening, that's what I was thinking. But that, and so... But, so you got a keen mind like Thanos. That's, like, that's brilliant, though. Like, anything, right? You make other people do all the work, and you just come in when it's easiest and win, right? Like, who... When he saw, he, when he saw her out. talking... Yeah. It was obvious. Like, he's like, oh, shit. Like, they're back in time. Why is Nebula back in time helping these people? He saw enough of a clip that allowed him to put it together. You know, he didn't have to be a super genius to figure it out. Yeah. Well, 
So fast forward, he hacks Nebula, like we say. They come in, they wind up getting the stones. He gets the stones again. Like, let's not underestimate that. He gets to a point. That got scary again. <laughs> yeah, he gets to a point where he can win again. And yeah. and that was kind of crazy. Like, that's one of my flaws. I wish they would have, like, again, going back to what I wish the movie would have been, I wish they would have, instead of having that longer scene with, again, Hawkeye and Black Widow, I think that, I wish they would have had the scene showing Thanos conquering a planet before he, like, I wish they would have introduced him early in the movie then toward the end. Like, just showing him doing some Thanos type stuff on a remote planet, you know what I'm saying, as he's trying to find his way to the stones, you know what I'm saying? And I wish they would. There was nothing for him to do. You talking about in the beginning before he got his head chopped off, or you talking about? No, no, like it could have been in the middle anywhere. Like once they introduced him, they could. I wish they would have introduced him kind of somewhere in before. Where like okay, in 2014, he's over here conquering some planet or something. Like I just wish it would have been more time with him, and especially the Black Order. Like a step. Like I know they. I know they spent last movie establishing what Thanos was, but I wish they would have at least gave a nod to it in this movie. Cause like. Well, they were hunting the stones back then. It was different. He wasn't massacring people. I'm not sure when he stopped. Well, he stopped massacring people on, and switched over to hunting stones. But I don't think he was doing the same time, the same mission at the same time. Okay. All right. So maybe that's true. But I, uh, I really say that because I wish they would have introduced or spent more time on the Black Order. Because I really, I really I think agree. that. Agree. Was... I want to know about Ma Corvus Glay. Glave. Yeah. So like. Yes, I, I, I think that was a wasted opportunity because, like, you know, in the comic books, they're, so, they're way more interested in comic books than just, you know, background fodder for Thanos in these movies or whatever. I just wanted some time with them, however they could have gave it to me. But, I think that could have been the first one, not this one. Because this one was already rolling, so I don't think it's a, it was time to let's do a background origin story on the Black Order. I mean, that should have been the first one we first seen him. And he was rejoiced. We don't even... I, so, from my side of it, you didn't even know their names. I agree with y'all that it should have did some background on it, but and it wasn't needed. And you would have took a long movie and made it even longer. So I think in the first one, because me, the first one was lacking in a lot of things. We went over the last podcast, the Infinity Wars, and everyone was hooping hard about. It. I like this so much better. I think that's when you you do an intro on who these who those characters were and their powers, because we were we were learning their powers on the fly. Yeah. So you know Thanos waits. They come back to him. He gets the thing. So at this point in the movie, he gets the gauntlet again. And he's about to snap. And of course, Tony Stark comes in and saves the day, right? And now we have the nano gauntlet. That is a real dumb down to that action scene. That's one of the best action scenes ever. Well, you talk through it then. I mean, let's not, let's not, when he touched down, let's not just go over how Thor, how Captain America was worthy enough to wield the hammer of Thor. They were using it with the shield. Let's not talk about when Avengers go, when all the portals start opening. Well, hold on. Stop right there. Because the portals don't open until Tony get the gauntlet again. Right? No, no, no. no my bad. No, the, uh, that was one of my favorite parts when you hear on your left and then fucking, uh, excuse me, <laughs> Steve Rogers is like, uh, what? Like he, he, like, he catches him off guard for just a second, you know, and then he looks over and, you know, portals start opening and then Falcon, you know, pops out of nowhere. Like, I don't know. Yo, that so was awesome. That's probably my favorite part of the movie. That one part on your left, like that got me in the feels. Like I was like excited. That was everything. That's a perfect culmination point for me. So let me feel about that. So Calhoun, on top of that, you know, how the duck, I think was in one of those. It's so, yeah, he's in the lower right corner of when all the portals are opening and everyone's jumping through. Yeah. So let's flip back. Calhoun, you're right. Calhoun, you're right. I didn't do that part justice. Let's talk Captain America willing. Um, Miramar. I always mess up the name of Thor's hammer, so forgive me. Like that was a payout from which one was that Ultron where he where he showed he could kind of lift it, but you really didn't know if he could lift it or not. That was a payoff on that, and I thought that was a great payoff. I yes. go ahead. Well, I think it shows that Cap, like it goes back to when he was trying to mess with Molinier in, in that in the movie. Yes, I think it shows like how good of a guy Cap is. That he knew he was worthy, and he picked it up and nudged it just enough, like so Thor would be like, "Oh crap!" But he didn't pick it up in front of Thor to take that away from him. So I think he's known he's been able to wield it since then. Yeah. But that's just Cap. Cap's the type of guy that want to do that in front of someone. Like he wouldn't take that away from someone. 
And that's why Steve Rogers was worthy enough to get the serum. Yes, yep, exactly. <laughs> that's why. And, and you can see it. That battle scene was everything. Yeah, it was they, awesome. And Thor was kicking everybody ass. You, you ran up, you got beat up. That's what he was doing. He worked everybody out. <laughs> so I think that that scene was epic for, like you said, aid Captain Rogers. Like that probably, that was actually, that probably was one of my top three favorite scenes in the movie. Like that, Tony talking to his dad and kind of, and actually when Spider-Man came back and hugged Iron Man. That was when I got the feel. So and when Spider-Man came back, because it reminded me of me and BJ, that, that gave me the feels when Spider-Man came back and you would just see Iron Man feeling like, hey, it was all worth it just to save Peter Parker. You know what I'm saying? That gave me the feels or whatever. But like you said, that battle scene was so epic. You seen Thor holding both of them. Hey, Cap, you take this one. Then he goes and gets Stormbreaker. Like you, like you said earlier, they did the A-Force scene. Like, it was just so many good things about it. Let me ask you all this. What did y'all think of Ms. Marvel's role in this part of I'm glad that she wasn't in it much. <laughs> that was all she needed. Yeah, yeah exactly. She was yeah, just she, yeah, she's the last to the party, so we don't need exactly. the ability to get to her. She you just know, had so a movie. Yeah, she just literally like a month or two before this right. one. So we don't, we don't. All we needed her to do was do what she did. When he rained hellfire, to come through, destroy the ship, and let's get back to the action. I'm glad they didn't have it where she come in and beat Thanos or something crazy. Yes, I'm glad. exactly. Yes, yes, yes. I ain't going to lie. And, I ain't going to lie. I thought coming into the movie, I thought she was going to be the one who snapping to undo everything. I was kind of worried about that. Y'all weren't worried about that? No, I wasn't. Because you already told me who won in the comic book. It was Captain America and Iron Man, right? Well, more Nebula than anybody else in the comic books. But I just, I just, I was just surprised with, like you said, this whole feminist agenda. I think they did a do- good job of making everybody happy, right? They gave the women a love love. They made Captain Marvel strong or whatever. Like, she didn't appear weak against Thanos. And they gave women nods or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, as not just, you know, traditional women characters. So, I think they did a masterful job of walking that tightrope. But, like you guys said, they gave her the shine she deserved because she just had a movie. So, like, they just made her strong enough to where she, hey, you could know you know she was in the movie, but she definitely wasn't. She was cilantro in the taco. You know what I'm saying? Well, she did what we needed her to do. She went and saved Tony out of space. Uh, when they had to meet up, she was like, this is going on everywhere. I got to be somewhere else. I can't just be on Earth. And all of us was like, good, get out of here. And then at the end, when he, when she uh, came through and she did our part, and she was part of the all-woman thing. So that was all. That was good. I like seeing Gwyneth Paltrow in the Iron Man suit, well, Iron Woman suit. Oh, at the rescue suit? Yeah. yeah. I like I like that, because we seen her do a taste of it in Iron Man 3, right? Yeah. I like seeing Valkyrie back against Valkyrie because I did like Valkyrie and Ragnarok. So just seeing her get her little five seconds of shine, that made I like that too or whatever. So. They did this movie masterfully. They, they really did masterfully, and and everyone got they everyone got their shine. They, you were seeing everybody, so I, I like what they did. What was your favorite part of the battle scene? Captain America with the hammer. And working and when they was when they was double teaming and then when everybody came through the portal. But that one scene when everybody was running up on Thanos and he was working everybody, that was another one. Like they was coming out of nowhere, he was beating everybody up. Yeah, you have any more scenes you like in that battle scene thing? The, battle scene? I, the best to me was either the portal and then yeah, when Thor's dual wielding hammers, and then when he tosses one to Captain America, he's like, "Ah, you take the little one." Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. That shit, that was awesome. That was funny. Yeah. So fast forward, they beat Thanos. Tony slips and, and gets the um. He makes the nano gauntlet. He snaps his fingers, and like classic villain, Thanos just goes sits down because he knows what's gonna happen, right? And of course, right. he, he vanishes away. And now, you know the impact of what Tony did. It damn near killed Thanos at first, but it kills Tony here. Were you surprised? Were you surprised Tony died? No, I mean Downey's contract was up, so I mean everyone was. I mean, I'm not, I mean, it, it, yeah, everyone. If you pay attention to the movies and the actors, everyone was speculating that he was going to die. So I was kind of expecting it. I just didn't know how. 
I, I kind of figured it, Calhoun, I say you flash. I kind of figured him and Steve Rogers were going to go out some type of way because Steve Rogers had basically said he was, you know, his contract was up and he was, you know, he loved it, but it was time to move on. They both. I actually, yeah, it was, it was, to go on your point, I actually thought more people were going to die. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was just him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that too because, like, like you said in today's world, and this this is where the internet kind of takes away from the movie because I think if pre-internet days, this shocks everybody, right? Like Tony Stark dies, we move on to a, possibly another Captain America. Nobody would know that back twenty twenty five years ago, but because of the internet and the speculation, you you kind of knew you knew if nothing else, you knew Steve Rogers was going to pass because he already said he was kind of time to move on, and you fit, knew Tony Stark contract was. Even though they kind of were mom on it, you knew his contract ran out. Even though they were putting out false rumors that they were trying to redo his contract. So, like in this age of internet, I think it kind of took away from that. But you know, it was still kind of how he passed was kind of a shock. What about you, Calhoun? Yeah, and I agree with both of you. Uh, the internet tainted it a little bit because you know you kept hearing rumors of Iron Man. You knew who contract was up, um, but when he, of course, when he started, I still was like. I still didn't see it all the way. And I, but you knew, it. they set it up perfectly because if it damn near killed Thanos and it, they almost killed a Hulk, then you know it has to kill Iron Man. So that has to happen. But I agree with uh, John. I thought more people was going to die. I was, we was trying to figure out who else because we was like, can't be Black Panther. They just did one move with him. Can't be Strange. It can't be Ms. Marvel. Like, who else is going to go? I thought it was going to be more people. They could have went on ahead and took Hawkeye to go ahead and get him out of there. So, I mean, it was only two of them died. So that's actually good. That's a good rate. That's a good ratio. I thought more. So if you look at this from outside of a movie standpoint and, not, and a corporate standpoint, kind of the jail's point, the next person who takes up, you know, the next wave of Marvel movies, they have pretty much a full slate to play with, minus Iron Man and Captain America, right? So that probably was... I think that was discussed in the boardroom. It's like, hey, you know, kill off those two, but try not to kill off anybody else because we don't know how we'll use them in the future. And everyone else only had like one. Like Iron Man and Captain America, I've already did their movies. What are they, like three in? Yeah. Two in? I know Iron Man has three. You have the Captain America, then you have the Winter Soldier. Don't you have a third movie in Civil War? Yeah. Yeah. So they already ran their they already ran their course. Alright, so let's wrap up with this. What what was your what would what would you get a movie? Calhoun, I go with you. Actually, I go first. I'll go first. I get a movie uh nine point five out of ten, but it's still grading on the curve. I don't think it's like I don't think it's top five movie of all time, comic book movie of all time. But I think it's a really good movie. I think it's the perfect conclusion to what they're doing. Calhoun? I really don't. I never understand when you say that. I really don't. If it can be the perfect conclusion to all these comic book movies, because we're not even counting DC, let's be honest here. If it can be the perfect conclusion, it has to be in the top five, because it's a perfect conclusion. Uh, it's the perfect conclusion. It's like the perfect dessert. Is that the best meal you ever, is that the best thing you've ever had? No, but it's perfect dessert. It's a perfect conclusion to a good meal. That's it. You can have, you can, there's some people right here going, I had a cheesecake in New York, and I've never tasted anything like that. Like, is that the best thing you ever had? Yes. It's people right here like, no, it's a piece, it's a lamb chop I had that tastes amazing. Well, it can be that. But it can be, it can be all of that. It don't have to be dinner to be the best thing you ever had. It does not have to be dinner at all. And this was icing on the cake. It was a cherry on top. It was the sprinkles, and it was the bellyache at the end. So this what grade do you get? I'm giving it a 10. I'm giving it 11 out of 10. Jail, what you give it? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with him and say 11 out of 10. <laughs> all right, so top five comic book movies of all time. Not more. So- Go ahead. I said this feels so good. I've been outmatched, Jal. I'm, I'm happy you came. <laughs> I was outmatched the other day. Top five, top five movies of all time. Comic book movies. Go ahead, Calhoun. This isn't my one. I mean, are we doing just Marvel or comic book? Movies? What y'all want to do? Uh, it doesn't matter because mine's like it's easy. Mine's like Iron Man one. 
uh, Avengers 1, uh, Captain America Civil War, and then probably uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Now, are we just doing Marvel or the or the, no, the that's everything though. And I loved Batman and I loved the Joker and and I, I guess I'm just a, the guy that like my favorite thing is whatever's happening now. I love things that happened in the past and those were good, but this is so much more than the things that happened in the past. This is better than those things. So I try to compare them fairly. I try not to let like nostalgia and my emotions weigh on what I choose. But this is a culmination of 21 films. This is the 22nd film. Like, it's amazing. Holy cow. Never been done before. Never been done. So Probably will never be done ever again. So let me go ahead and do mine, then. regardless. Number one, Logan. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think I ever take Logan off of number one. I haven't seen a movie That's that can top Logan. That's a goddamn Logan. joke. I, I haven't seen a movie that long. Um, it was a great movie, but... I mean that's not it's not my top five. I, I, I never see I never see nothing. I never see nothing. The second one for me was the Dark Knight Returns, the main Batman. I thought that was just a masterful move. Like I loved everything about it. I think that was a good culmination to that series. Third was Captain America. I gotta ask John. I gotta ask John like I hate to disturb. You like that one over the Dark Knight. You you agree with that too, John? What what was it again? I'm sorry. The Bane one versus the one with the Joker. One more time, say it. I said I like the Bane Batman versus the Joker Batman of the Nolan movies. The Bane Batman versus the Joker Batman? Yeah, out the Nolan movies, like the Dark Knight Returns over the Dark Knight. Um, That's your prerogative. I mean, I I like the way, I guess, Bane was portrayed fairly well. I I mean, he wasn't like, he should have had venom hoses or something that made him, you know, he could have puffed up when he wanted to, but... I mean, it's trying to be more real world, so I don't know. I mean, I like the joke. The reason why I really love the Joker is, once again, I was a soldier, right? So I love the theory that he's a soldier that has, like, PTSD. And that's why, like, when he's, you know, blowing up stuff, like, he doesn't jump. He doesn't pay, like, it doesn't phase him at all because he's used to it. He's been to combat. So him doing all this crazy stuff against the government, uh, it's pretty awesome. So I love it, but, I mean... I, I prefer Joker over Bane, and then Avengers over DC movies. And actually, I'm just out of talking to you. I'm a reshuffle. My number two is Captain America: Civil War, and then my number three is The Dark Knight Returns. Like Captain America: Civil War is a great movie. Number Voice three, choice. number three is Dark Knight Returns. Number four is X Men: Days of Future Past, and my number five is Marvel Endgame. I, Avengers Endgame. I will put Endgame number five. No, I put X two number five in the. X2 and Avengers tied for number five. I loved X2. Like, that's, for some reason, that movie is just always going to be endearing to me. That's so. why, because it's the nostalgia. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't. Don't let nostalgia and all those things play and judge it for what it is. There's no, there's nothing that compares to Avengers Endgame. Endgame, no Endgame is a better movie than X2. So I put X2 as an honorable mention, but X2 and Black Panther honorable mentions. I put Endgame as number five. So those are my top five. Calhoun, what are your thoughts on that before you get to your top five? Bro, it's hard you put Endgame, man. We had a we did a podcast that didn't go so well. He didn't even have Endgame in his top five. <laughs> it was it was craziness. We almost had to shut the thing down. Oh, that, that is couldn't How could you dare even just do that to the, to the whole? That was so disrespectful. I need to get my Instagram, man. So if he starts acting up during this stuff, you can text me like, "Hey, I got, I, I got <laughs> so you. Got a reel of me, and I'm happy because how you have Loki number one and don't have Endgame in your top five? Like they'll take your podcast today, <laughs> right? Seriously, why would a woman live on indoor? <laughs> if why it doesn't make sense? <laughs> it makes no. Take all his toys. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> my list, I gotta go number one. I'm going Dark Knight. If we're doing both of them, Dark Knight is man. That movie transcends Mark, comic book movies. That thing was unbelievable. And the, the mind trip that he took you on is craziness. Everything that Joker did was so calculated. For the greatest detective in the world to be a step behind him at every turn, and the the pure chaos he was creating, the way it starts. Let's not forget how it starts. That's where everyone killed the person next to him. 
that it, that's the start of the movie, and it only goes up from there. So, Dark Knight is one. Endgame to me is number two. Yeah, Endgame to me is number two. I mean, you you know, we've talked about this movie for about an hour now. It, it's the cap of all the movies, and a lot of times the third movie or, or the last movie don't get it right. Um, but they got this right, and that to take that much information that many movies and, and get this together. That's my number. My number two. There's, the Future Past is my number three. It was my number two before Endgame. Um, then I'll go Civil War. Uh, even though I'm not a big Captain America fan and all that kind of stuff, but I, I can't take no. I gotta, I gotta show some more. I gotta be real about it. Civil War, and then at the end when he find out Bucky killed his mom, that was amazing. And then uh, my fifth one is gonna be Deadpool's. I, I'm a huge Deadpool fan, and uh, the comedy and the, the the action of it, it's all action and all laughs. Like it's a damn good time at the movies. Like I have out of all the movies, as much as I enjoyed them all, I had the most fun at Deadpool. So I got Deadpool in the number five. All right. Anything else y'all want to say about the end game before we wrap up? Don't say it if you haven't seen it. If you've seen it, see it again. All right. And, and it's way better than you think it is. <laughs> yeah, Darren, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you wasn't on the board. I'm glad I didn't make your business. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank everybody for listening. Catch us on Two Brown Boys Talk Toys.com on Instagram at 2BBTT Show. Thank you guys for listening again.